Welcome to day 102 of Shaped by the Word as we celebrate our Century Week mm-hmm. uh, reading through the book of Galatians. I'm Paul Kemp. I'm here with David Keefe, uh, executive pastor here at Christ Church, mm-hmm. and Cindy Kemp, right. um, who is everything else here at Christ Church. <laughs> uh, and uh, more than that, uh, my wife. Mm-hmm. We come to the end of the book of Galatians. It is, uh, you know, the gospel you know, of Romans, or, or the epistle of Romans in miniature. We've seen many of the themes that Paul will emphasize through the rest of his ministry. This is the first written work of Paul that comes to us. It was written probably, you know, 15 years you know, after he came to know Christ and as part of his first missionary journey. So it was written in the, the 40s. And it is a beautiful expression of the gospel, but there's a sense of urgency here because Paul knows we so quickly abandon the gospel. Mm-hmm. And as we read you know, in chapter 3 a couple of days ago, we, we tend to come to Christ and, and accept you know, that we need the miraculous power of God to usher us into the kingdom. But once we are in Christ, we kind of try to take over the journey ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it often you know, ends up in devastating effects. And so Paul will continue in that theme as we go into uh, chapter 5 and finish up with uh, chapter 6 before taking on 1 Thessalonians tomorrow. We begin books on Friday and just kind of leave you leave you hanging. <laughs> but uh, before we uh, venture through chapter 5, let me offer uh, this moment to the Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the beauty of your word. We thank you that you have not left us as orphans, but you have given us your spirit and you yourself are with us. That Your word reveals your heart and character and draws us deeper into fellowship with you. And Father, we pray that we would read your word, not simply to uh, entertain ourselves with a good story or simply to even understand some of the details uh, uh, of scripture, but that we would read it to know you and in knowing you that we'd be transformed by you and being transformed by you that we would live lives pleasing to you. You're a good God and we thank you for the mercies that you've given us in Christ Jesus. It's in your holy name we pray. Mm-hmm. Amen. What a dramatic opening line in Galatians chapter 5. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Mark my words, I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourself be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. Again, I clear every man who lets himself be circumcised that he is obligated to obey the whole law. You who are trying to be justified by the law have been alienated from Christ. You've fallen away from grace. For through the Spirit we eagerly await by faith the righteousness for which we hope. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. You're running a good race. Who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? That kind of persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. A little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. I'm confident in the Lord that you will take no other view. The one who is throwing you into confusion, whoever that may be, will have to pay the penalty. Brothers and sisters, if I am still preaching circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the offense of the cross has been abolished. As for those agitators, I wish they'd go the whole way and emasculate themselves. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. 
love your neighbor as yourself. Be bite and devour each other, watch out, or you'll be destroyed by each other. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you'll not gratify the desires of the flesh. For flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They're in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burden, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks there is something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else, for each one should carry their own load. Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the Word should share all good things with their instructor. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at a proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. See what large letters I am writing I use as I write to you with my own hand. Those who want to impress people by means of the flesh are trying to compel you to be circumcised. The only reason they do this is to avoid being persecuted for the cross of Christ. Not even those who are circumcised keep the law, yet they want you to be circumcised that they may boast about your circumcision in the flesh. May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything but what counts as new creation. Peace and mercy to all who follow this rule, to the Israel of God. From now on, let no one cause me trouble, for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brothers and sisters. Amen. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a nice conclusion uh, you know, to, the, you know, to the book of Galatians, where Paul has begun by defending you know, his gospel. It's not something that uh, you know, came from men, but came from Christ himself. And I was called by Christ. And when I took my gospel to Jerusalem, uh, they, they affirmed that it is in line with the gospel that they were preaching, that God's grace, and it was on us. And he, he continues to you know, defend the gospel from beginning to end. And he's talked in verse 3 about you know, the fact that we do you know, try to live the Christian life in our own strength rather than through the provision of the Holy Spirit and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So we have a kind of a nice contrast between faith and spirit or faith and or not faith and spirit, but flesh and spirit that runs through, mm-hmm. you know, the vein of these these chapters and uh, five brings it to a nice, you know, a nice kind of conclusion as we look at that. So what are some of the things that stand out as you guys read this passage? 
Well, definitely just right from the start. Um, And we even see it continued on later, but it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. And then he goes on to unpack that a little bit more. And and so since you're free, you don't use your freedom for the flesh, but he actually kind of reverses it, which I think for a lot of us, you know, we think we're we're free and and the grace we've experienced, we can kind of do what we want because, because there's grace and mercy. But he's saying, no, rather serve one another out of love. In fact, fulfill the law, love one another, use your freedom to, to mm-hmm. care for one another. And he goes on to say that even in some of the application in, in chapter six as well. And so just that kind of paradigm shift of we have Christian freedom, what do we do with it? Paul kind of uses no, that, it in a, you know, in a that's, unique you know, way that's here. That's such a common you know, mistake we make that uh, Christ has set me free so that I can you know, do whatever I want. And what you have done, and Paul you know, said earlier, he said, if I rebuilt you know, what I have torn down, then I really am a lawbreaker. In other words, if I, you know, Christ died in order to take care of you know my my deepest sin problems, my learnings, my young, you know, my longings that are not you know, in keeping with God wants for me, if if that is what I use my freedom for, I have actually uh, rebuilt what Christ tore down on, on the cross, and it, and it's a huge mistake. Freedom doesn't come through mm-hmm. doing what you want. That is a mm-hmm. a slavery. Freedom comes from walking in the grace that God has given us in Christ Jesus, and, and He defines it. You know, He defines it, you know, very, you know, very well. He says, you know, my brothers and sisters are called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Mm-hmm. Rather, serve one another humbly in love, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command: love your neighbor as yourself. And that's a huge jump, mm-hmm. because when yeah. Jesus is asked, you know, how to. You know, what, what is the greatest command? He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength. And he says, but there's another like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And Paul is saying, if you really want to see if we are loving God with all of our heart and with all of our soul and all of our strength, all you have to do is look at how well we are loving our, our neighbor. Mm-hmm. And that tells the whole story. And even alludes that a little bit in the end of verse 6. You know, the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love? Through so you love. have your you have your faith, mm-hmm. that's great. Now express that faith through love, and let me go on and unpack what that looks like. Is kind of where he's going next, and so again, just that continuation of faith and the new creation and the spirit at work and keeping in step with the spirit. There's there's a lot going on, but it's it's our faith not being separated from the way that we live, but our faith actually informing the way that we live. And then, of course, when you look at verse 16, mm-hmm. you know, here it says, So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you'll not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They're in conflict with each other. And uh, NIV translates this a little differently. Uh, in a, uh, ESV says, so that you do not do what you want. Here it says, so that you are not to do whatever you want. In other words, it's mm-hmm. not about the sense of uh, doing what you want, but doing what God wants and pleasing Him which comes to you through the Holy Spirit if you're walking uh, in His Word, living in His Word, shaped by His Word, being guided by His Spirit. That's where we find out what is good and what is pleasing to the Lord, and He's, you know, to find that in a great way. And then He talks about the fruit of those actions. He says, right, it's yeah. obvious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the, 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 a lot of really great words, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, <laughs> yeah. hatred, discord, whoops, jealousy. Mm-hmm. Envy. It just kind of slides, yeah. slides that right in there. Uh, selfish ambition, dissensions, faction, envy. You know, so he has you know some of these words out there that are big, 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 big. You know, sins. Going, mm-hmm. My goodness, who would possibly do some of those mm-hmm. things? And then he throws in those things. You know, have you ever you know just kind of 
wanted more than you have or not been content. Uh, you know, have you ever been, you know, self self centered that it kind of causes, uh, you know, some rough spots in your relationship? And, and of course, we have, we know well the fruit of this, but the fruit of the Spirit, on the other hand, and, and of course, he calls these the acts of the flesh or the works of the flesh. These are things that we do on our own, and, and this is what we can accomplish. Yeah. You know, we, 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 what we a are, great list. We are good at sin. Yeah. We can yeah. do sin. Yeah. This is the one thing we can do on our own, and we find ourselves, you know, kind of here. The fruit of the Spirit, in other words, the organic overflow of God's Spirit mm-hmm. in your life will be uh, love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and, and self-control. Mm-hmm. Against such things, there, there's no law. He mm-hmm. said, how can you do these things and, and break any, any law? Mm-hmm. Whether it's you know, the natural law written on the heart of the Gentiles or the Torah, mm-hmm. you know, given on Mount Sinai to them. These are the embodiment uh, of the law. And kind of even attaching 22 to the prior verse where it says the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. You know, these are things that are not accomplished by through the flesh. This is the work of the Spirit. This is, this is faith expressing itself. So these things are happening as your faith is growing and deepening and um and what I love too is that it's a singular word fruit. You know, it's not like one day you have patience and then that's gone, but the next day you have love. I mean, it's all of it, you know, simultaneously. So that's even bigger to me. No, no, a, a singular fruit. Yeah. And it, it's really the intersection of all of these things. Yeah. You know, of, uh, you know, of love, joy, and peace. And, you know, joy for us, you know, ought to be, you know, probably ought to be one of those, you know, red lights that comes on. Right. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, that we are have been burdened again with the yoke of slavery, is you know that we experience a lap an absence of joy and pleasure, you know, in his mm-hmm. in his presence. And for me, it's the word forbearance that just kind of <laughs> goes beyond. I, I'm glad I'm glad the Holy Spirit has convicted you of that since yes. I live with you. Oh, and, I know. Um, yeah. Just bearing up, you know, and and just not losing it. So yeah. But in self-control is another big one. So, yes, yeah. <laughs> we changed in the NIV from translation to patience to forbearance, mm-hmm. which you know the idea of bearing mm-hmm. up yes. under, or yeah. in, in he, he's already told us to bear you know the burdens of one another. So forbearance, you know, kind of is bearing up under the tests and the hardship of this life. But it's also, you know, what happens when each other is we bear each other's burdens and we have patience with each other as we work our way through mm-hmm. uh, the sinful world that we live in. And then even in chapter six, where he talks about not not being deceived, you know, God's not going to be mocked. We we will reap what we sow, and if we're sowing to the flesh, we will reap destruction. Um, but if we sow to the Spirit, we will reap eternal life. So, so then the application. So let's not grow weary of doing good. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, obviously at, at our church, and maybe if you're listening from a different church, you, probably throughout the pandemic, you've seen. The church kind of rallying around one another and around your city and and part of my job has actually been to kind of help with some of that and so i've gotten to see a lot of these examples of of people right now uh, connected to our body who are eager to do good to bear one um, another and they're and they are bearing mm-hmm. fruit in, in communities yeah. um for the sake of the gospel and so just that encouragement like let's not give up mm-hmm. let's continue to reap the, the, the harvest uh, of the fruit and then, of course, uh, Paul ends, may I never boast. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, people who are fleshly naturally boast in themselves and their pride is in themselves. Uh, 
On the other hand, mm -hmm. people who are bearing the fruit of the Spirit know that there's only one thing that they can boast in, yeah. and that's the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has become nothing to me, and, and I've become nothing in this world, or you know, mm -hmm. through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Neither circumcision or uncircumcision means anything what counts as new creation, what God is doing to restore us in him through the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. and by grace. Peace and mercy to all who follow this rule, to the Israel of God. From now on, let no one cause me trouble, he says, for I bear in my body the marks of, of Jesus. Probably uh, from the, his journeys, the, the, mm -hmm. the, the beatings, being stoned, so those, those scars I wear with pride because mm -hmm. Christ Jesus himself was scarred mm -hmm. for us. Mm -hmm. So wonderful, wonderful book. And I'm fun to read together. Cindy, could you uh, mm -hmm. close us with a word of prayer? Sure. Father, this is um, so much to take in. Um, but at the same time, you have given us so much when you gave us your son. And we do want to place our faith and our trust in him. And in so doing, Father, we want to bear the fruit of, of that decision and of that call in our lives. Father, just help us daily to, um, to love you in a deeper way, to walk with you, and to just bear the fruit of um, a life lived by the Spirit and not in the flesh. So, Father, continue to convict us in areas where we need to deal with sin. But, Father, may we just know that we can rest in you because you have done all this for us, and it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.